episode 44. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Eswina Allah. And this is Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church matters. It matters. And it's a Wednesday, and we've been making a habit of this. But I know we're supposed to have this out on Tuesday, but forgive us. And we might just switch the days. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, we're going to stick with stick with Tuesday. Maybe we'll switch it in the new year. That's what I mean. But, but let's, let's try to make it through December. Dear Lord, help us make it through December and get this going. But um, how's everything, Internet? Pretty good. Pretty busy? Pretty super busy. Yeah. But we still want to make sure we do this. Yes. And I have no clue what we're going to talk about today. But... Oh, <laughs> why do I have something pulled up and you don't? I know, I know, but it's weird, but yeah. So, um, <laughs> realchurchmatters.com, that's where you get the episodes, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like we, us, rate us, share it, all that. All that. Um, tell your mother, tell your father. I love the people that's telling their coworkers and their friends even if they only listen for a second and realize, hey, I ain't really that, you know. Well, I'm not really into it like that. <laughs> I'm not really into it like that. It's it's kind of like that. With, it's a niche thing. Yeah. Like, you got to really be into Jesus like, like, to yeah, like stuff like this. It's like people who, are, who go to the movies, but they only go see Blockbuster. Right. And then you be like, yo, you got to see this movie. And, and it'd like, be like an indie movie. They'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like well, who's a superhero in it? Is right. it Denzel in it? Like, no, it's really like a, it's like an interesting little indie film. They like, got no time. They got no time. There's movie goers and then there's movie fans. Right? It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. And there's Jesus goers or church goers. And then there's Jesus fans. And this podcast is more for the the Jesus fanatic, Mm -hmm. the fan. You know, there's people who go to baseball games. Then there's people who go to baseball games dressed as the mascot. (laughs) (laughs) They got the the uniform on. They never played a game in their life. They got the jersey on. They just want Apple Jacks or whatever it is. Cracker Jacks. What's that? The song. Yeah, you know, some people just go for the experience. They want the peanuts and (laughs) Cracker Jacks. It's a joke. Yeah. (laughs) Some that people come bad. to church, they just want the, you know, the crackers and juice. You know. The communion. <laughs> they were communion. But this is for the serious one. So for those of you who, who are sharing it though, I appreciate that. Some people you don't even know they're not serious about it. They they talk all that stuff and then you'd be like, you need to listen to this podcast. And they're like, whoa. Right. Oh. <laughs> you know, this may be a little too I can't too much. really get into it. Yeah, you know. and it's okay. Like, or they might be just 15-minute listeners. Like, we appreciate those too. Exactly. And for the 15-minute listener, today is a trail mix episode. So we may talk about a, quite a bit of things. And, um, yeah, you might not, you know, you might not make it to 15 minutes today. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate everybody that's giving and listening. Those who are giving via Patreon, yes. we appreciate you. Uh, if you're interested in giving via Patreon, it's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash Real Church Matters. 
And we appreciate your giving. If you give $10 or more, you get a nice little T-shirt and uh, some other goodies that are coming in 2018. We really have big plans. Well, we don't have big plans, but God has big plans, and he's using us little people for it. That's right. So with that being said, we appreciate each and every person, but don't take it personal. It's obedience over audience. But since we have an audience... Let's get to it. Let's get it. to it. Not knowing what it is, but <laughs> yeah. No, we'll start out with... Uh, you know, there's a there's a conversation that uh, we was having, and we were talking about um, in a Bible study. We were talking about the woman at the well, and so we'll start there. Mm-hmm. We just won't end there. Okay. But um, it, with this woman at the well was interesting to me because this woman, when I was studying her, and we're talking about the Samaritan woman, I never really studied what a Samaritan is and why Jesus wasn't supposed to be talking with her mm-hmm. and stuff. So when I found out that she was what a Samaritan is. And a Samaritan is, uh, uh, they're part of the Jewish um, uh, heritage, but they were captured at one point and they kind of assimilated and married into the Assyrian culture. And so they became this kind of half-breed. And I, when I realized that, I said, wow, this woman kind of represents us, the church. Mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes, guys, if you didn't know, we are half-breeds, and we're half-breeds how? We are mixed between two cultures like they were. Mm-hmm. They're mixed between the Jewish culture and the Samaritan or the Assyrian culture, and we're mixed between the world culture and church culture, mm. and we are. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, that hinders us the same way it hinders her. Mm-hmm. It hinders her how? One specific situation where it hinders her is that, number one, she doesn't realize who Jesus is. Right. But she knows of who Jesus should be. Do you get what I'm saying? What I'm saying is is that she's familiar with the prophecy of Christ. Right. She but knows, doesn't know him specifically. Exactly. Him. So mm-hmm. it, it, let's put it this way for those of you who are listening. She knows his last name, not his first name. So Christ literally is the only part they knew of in the prophecy. Mm-hmm. They knew he, he would be the Christ, which means Savior. But they didn't know Jesus was the Christ. Christ. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she realized and knew of the prophecy and even told the prophecy to Jesus. But her culture... In her mixture of the culture, she didn't have the enlightenment, the understanding to know that the person right in front of her was the Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I find that amazing. I find it super interesting is that when you go to church these days, you see people just like her. I was once just like her. I'm picking up right after the point where Jesus told her she had five husbands. Mm -hmm. And he said, the one you had with now is not your husband. And she says, I perceive that you're a prophet. And I thought, wow, this is amazing because a lot of people who are in church and not in church will agree that Jesus was a prophet. Mm -hmm. They'll say he was. They're cool with it. They like, you know, yeah, Jesus is a prophet. There's many religions. Uh, The Muslim religion Mm -hmm. regard Jesus as a prophet. If I'm not mistaken, the Jehovah Witness religion. Uh, acknowledges that Jesus was a prophet. They're cool with Jesus being a prophet. They're cool with him coming and telling us things. But not being our Savior. But not being our Savior. Mm -hmm. 
And so this is where we are realizing like a lot of people are saying they're Christians. A lot of people are because they acknowledge Jesus Mm -hmm. and they acknowledge him to a certain extent. But I don't know if they truly understand what he came to do and how what he is is accessible to them. Yeah, like like how that impacts them. Exactly. Mm. It's like she's right in front of this well, this part of her heritage. It's called Jacob's Well. And she's like, well, you're not supposed to be drinking at this water. Because literally, he's not. It's for their people. Right. But he says, ah, this water. He said, your father's drunk here, but when they drink, they're going to thirst again. Mm -hmm. But this living water I'm trying to give you will be so you'll never thirst again. And a lot of people are going to church. They are engaging in the culture of of church, Mm -hmm. but they are not in God's culture. Mm -hmm. They are not connected to him in the sense where they actually are receiving living water. water. Mm -hmm. They just, hey. Like she told him. Partake in. They're partaking in a certain thing. So Mm -hmm. what did she tell him? Her response to him was, I worship in those mountains over there. (laughs) And the name of the mountain begin with a G, and I'm not even going to try to say it because, you know, I don't want nobody to beat me up. But it it began with a G, and it was right in eye shot of Jacob's well. And she could point to it. Mm -hmm. And this was a point of contention because the Jews worshiped in Jerusalem. And so they're... They were Jewish, but they disagreed as to where we should worship. Mm-hmm. Same way that there's tons of denominations. Mm. And we disagree as to how we should worship, when we should worship. There's Seventh-day Adventists believe that we should be worshiping on Saturday. on Saturday. And some people feel like you're not worshiping God if you're not uh speaking in tongues. And some people feel like you're not worshiping God if you don't. Uh, dress a certain way. Mm-hmm. All of these things are part of traditions and cultures that are church culture, but they're not God culture. Mm. They're not. And so her rebuttal to Christ, her Savior, she didn't even realize it, is that I worship over there. And his his, his response to her was one that should be our response to people. Mm-hmm. He didn't say she was wrong. He said, all the all y'all are wrong. Mm-hmm. He said, there's coming a time where we worship not in the mountain mm-hmm. nor in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He said, all y'all wrong. He said, a time is coming where the people of God will worship Christ spirit in spirit and in truth. Worship God in spirit and in truth. And that's where we're at right now. And that's why I said we'll start there is because we know so many church people. They are part of church culture, mm-hmm. but they've bastardized it. It's not really Christ culture. It's not what Jesus came to give. All of us should be, you know, everybody's been asking me, I guess it's on social media and stuff. Everybody's been asking me, is water wet? And I guess this, this is a question that people are asking on a thing. And the interesting thing is water is not wet. If water was wet, then when I throw water on you, you would say, I'm all wet. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, you can say you can replace I'm all wet with I'm, I'm all water. water. Yeah. And that's not the case. You're not all water, but yeah. you are all wet. See, wet is our interpretation of water. Right. It's how we experience water. Mm-hmm. 
you can touch water and say water's wet, but water is not wet. In water and is itself. water yeah. it's in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting that people was asking me that, and I kept having to say this. Oh, it was like three people that asked me like it was a trick question. It's not <laughs> a trick question. Water's not wet. No. It doesn't become that word until you until engage you with it. Until you engage with yeah. it. And so that's where we are with church right mm. now. God is God, but people don't know what God is supposed to look like when they engage it. Mm-hmm. What is that? And what God is supposed to look like when you engage him is Christ. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if God is water, Christ is wet. And that's what people are missing, mm. is that your engagement with God is through Christ. How? By Treating God the way Christ treated his father Who happened to be God Mm -hmm. This is how Why he says we're followers of Christ If you want to love me Just do what my son did Or even when you think of how he's interceding on our behalf Like he's our like uh, Intermediary Yeah He's our Our convener He's our convener But he's also our leader In the sense that if you do what he does You'll be in good Mm -hmm. It's like when you go over your friend's house and he's like, hey, hey, take your shoes off. My mom, she she crazy right. like that. Like, and you're like, take your shoes off. I don't got to take my shoes. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, tra- I'm telling you, I live here. <laughs> I promise you, you won't want to take your shoes off. We got to take his word for it. Why? Because he lived there. Right. He knows. We expect to please God, but we don't listen to Christ. We don't follow Christ. That's where the disconnect with the culture is. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a disconnect there. We think that we're going to go to heaven being those mimosa Christians, those people who can fit God in their morning but make sure they're done with God by brunch. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Those yeah. those essence festival Christians <laughs> who you, you want to be cute, you want to be sophisticated, cosmopolitan people in with the world but not realizing God called you to be in the world but not of it. Right. He called you to be separate from the culture. He called you to be part of something different. He said, no, you're not Baptist. No, you're not non-denominational. No, you're not Methodist. You're minds. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. That's what Jesus was trying to tell us. He said, it's coming a time where all that stuff don't even matter no more. He said, all that stuff don't matter. Mm-hmm. This is coming a time where we worship him in spirit, spirit and, and in truth. And how do we do that? Mm-hmm. How do I worship God in spirit and in truth? That's not in my music. That's not in praise and worship. That's only one aspect of some gigantic thing that goes beyond just singing a song. Yeah, beyond where you go on Sunday, where you worship. Beyond where you go on Sunday, beyond where you worship. One thing that our pastor said on Sunday that I thought was so profound is he said, this is a building. That's all this place is. It's a building where the church gathers. Loved it. Loved it because it's the truth. It's awesome. And that's what God is trying to explain. That's what Jesus is trying to explain to her is you caught in between cultures. Mm -hmm. We have breed Christians these days. Wow. We have breed Christians. We don't know whether we want to learn about how to get along in this world or we want to learn how to get, get into heaven. And on, or how we want to use the Bible to get ahead in this world. Like even that is, it's the craziest thing because God doesn't fit in your culture. No, he's You're too big. supposed to fit in his. <laughs> yeah. He's too big to fit in your culture. Mm-hmm. We keep saying that like uh, those that Bible is for another time. Now we're in a new culture. We got to shift the Bible. No, 
The Bible is so dense and so extensive that guess what? Humans still can exist in the word, but your culture will not. Mm-hmm. Your culture will always fight with it. That's why John chapter 17, Jesus was praying and he said, let them be in the world, but not of, of it. He's actually told the father, he said, Lord, keep them from the evil one. He wasn't talking about your next door neighbor to play loud music at night. He wasn't talking about your cousin that drink and smoke weed so you get up and leave the room. He was talking about the culture in which influences those people to live absent of Christ. Yeah, because everything is always bigger than the uh, the scripture that talks about we wrestle not against uh, flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities. Exactly. And that's what shows it because it's, it's not the person, it's the thing that's influencing the person. Right. And he's literally trying to explain to her, you have to worship me in my culture, mm-hmm. not your father's culture anymore, not the Jewish culture anymore, mm-hmm. my culture. Yeah, and we have to come to that realization even with the way we were raised. Like, it's not just about the traditions, you know, of going to church every Sunday, because a lot of people are caught up in that just because it's what their parents do or... I I know it sounded right. I know it made sense at a time, but that's not the way we're going to get to heaven. That's not. That's not the way we worship God no more. There's a lot of people who are doing things that are part of church culture, but are so disconnected from God, they ain't making no heavenly sense. No. Case in point, I know somebody, they said they don't eat no, no red meat. And I'm like, Wow. So you really serious about it? And it was eating a veggie hot dog. And I'm like, so you you would do you really think you're honoring something by not eating a veggie hot dog? But what else don't you do? Oh, mm-hmm. you do everything else. Mm-hmm. Drinking, smoking, sexing. You do it all. But don't give me a be frank. Mm-hmm. I don't want a hot dog. I'll take a hot guy. I don't want a hot dog. That's how we are. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's all messed up. It's all messed up. Mm-hmm. We got we got Jehovah Witnesses who smoke cigarettes and say they don't worship, they don't celebrate Christmas. So you're not gonna celebrate <laughs> Christmas because it's a pagan holiday. Right. But you sure enough gonna blow this house down with your cancer sticks. That's true. I, it's beyond hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. This is what we don't understand: is that we're we're all living in a element of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. That's why we're like that woman. She was just told that you got five people and none of them your husband. And she like, I worship on that mountain. But that's the system she's been operating under. That is under. the system yeah. that we operate under. That's why so many people are going to church every Sunday, but feel like they don't understand why they can they can they can't operate the way they want to. All right. God God has to honor this. He has to. He has to. I made to. a sacrifice. Oh, you know, it's crazy. all that language, yeah. It's crazy. It's not truly authentic worship because here's why. And this is the part that I love of what Christ was doing. The reason why it's not is because in all of her doing, she was still thirsty. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're like, <laughs> I worship at my dad's mountain. And he's like, yeah, I know. But ain't you thirsty? <laughs> you got to come to this well all the time. You know, at, at some point, we got to start stopping people. Like, yeah. you go to church every Sunday, but aren't you thirsty? Yes. 
Let's cut the crap here. Let's get to the brass tacks. Yeah. You listen to the pastor preach. You tell. You say, I, I can't go to that church. I don't get no word there. I, I, the church don't have no amenities for my family. The, the church is not growing. The pastor is rebellious. But how are you? Yeah. Are you are you thirsty? You look a little dehydrated. You ask that one question, people. The tears just start yeah. rolling right. <laughs> are you thirsty? Or are, are you getting enough to drink? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not. Then won't you go where the water is? Mm-hmm. I wish the water was a different church. Mm. It's not. No. I wish it was a different church. I tell everybody. If it was that simple. If it's that simple, go to another church. I promise you it's not a church. You need to come to the real well. You need to come to know Jesus, not as a prophet, but come to know Jesus as the Christ. Mm-hmm. It's important that we understand and yes. respect his last name. As Birdman so eloquently said in our <laughs> New Age Culture Bible, put some respect on my name. <laughs> we need to understand if you're not putting respect on God's name and his son's name, you're not where you need to be because his name is Jesus Christ. So let him save you. Mm -hmm. Through following him. Yeah. Let him save you. He's trying to show you the way out. Mm -hmm. Let him save you. Let him show you the way. You're like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this life I got. He like, follow me. Follow me. I know the way out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Harriet Tubman said. She said, I could have saved a whole lot if she said this. (laughs) You know, people say this quote. And I don't know if people actually, if Harriet said it, you know, God rest her soul. I'm not going to besmirch the, the name of Harriet. But they say she said she could have saved more slaves if they knew they were slaves. And I feel the same way about most Christians. I agree. You could be saved by Christ if you just knew you needed to be saved. Mm-hmm. Some of you just don't know you need to be saved. Mm-hmm. you like, my life is so full of drama. I don't know what to do. Jesus is like, Psst, I got a way. I have bro. a way out. <laughs> I have an underground railroad. I have a way out of your situation. Mm-hmm. I have a way out of your chaos. I have a way out of your bad relationship. I have a way out of your bad marriage. I have a way out of your bad mind. I have a way, it's a way out of your depression. It is. I have a way out of your sexual addiction. Guess what? Your God has a way out of your addictions and it takes more than 12 steps. But if you just make the first one, you see it's mighty sweet. Yeah. And I love the way because the way you putting it is how kind of like how Jesus did with the woman at the well. He's like, you've had more than one husband. Like, you know, he's telling her where she's at. And that's that when you follow him, that's that revealing of who you are. Like yeah. you come to that understanding of realizing, OK, I am a slave. Yeah. OK, I am this person. He wants to reveal that, but he doesn't want to stop there. Right. The way I shared it with my family is like the reason why people are in love with the prophet Christ is because they love his word. They just don't want to follow it. Yes. Because it sounds, it's it's great. Everybody, they were like, (laughs) I follow the tenets of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, I give and I love one another and I do all of these things and I I just I just love Christ and his teachings and yeah yeah his teachings are awesome the things that he shared the principles that he shared they're great yeah. but he's expecting you to live holy yes 
And even when you think of the the founding fathers and how this country was even oh, come yeah. about, it's all a, it's all drenched in, in Bible and in scripture. Bible. And Amazing. <laughs> it is drenched in Bible, but it is not infused with the culture of God. No. It's Christ culture isn't in the, in America. No. It's not seeped in the Constitution. Mm-mm. Don't get it twisted, guys. They like the the this country was founded on the Word of God. No, it, wasn't. it was founded on the words of a Bible. It's not the Word of God until it's met with faith in spirit and in truth. That's right. Until it's followed and operated. How could they operate? Say they're operating in God's love when they beat on a section of people and called them slaves. When they massacred a, a native nation. In order to take their land Come on now Plymouth Rock (laughs) We ain't land on Plymouth Rock Plymouth Rock landed on us (laughs) But it's reality And you can't coast You know my problem is Is that people People throw us all in with the same thing and it, Like these evangelicals mm-hmm. and, and these people who are Taking up and standing with Trump And they're saying all Doing all of this Because he's holding on to principles But this is the very man That said he's going to grab somebody By their kitty cat That's true You know but I'm not going to say the, what he said Well let system. me put it this way Grab somebody by their rear. You know <laughs> he, he said he want to grab somebody <laughs> By their rear. But no no, you can't say that and then say that you stand on the principles and values of Christ. But that's that's how you were saying in the beginning. That hypocrisy is the way we, we it's operate now. It's infused in, in the everything. culture. It yeah. is the half-breed Christian. Yep. No different than in black churches. There's mm-hmm. such an emphasis put on praise and worship. We want to connect with God through song, but not through obedience. That's right. We want to connect with God through melody, but not through obedience. Mm. We want to cry and worship and worship. <laughs> but he says, you have yet to resist sin to the point of shedding blood. blood. Y'all not real about it. It's like we was watching a movie and they said, all right, you know, let's let's make a deal. And all of the friends cut their fingers and, and mix their blood together. And the one kid looked and was <laughs> like... You know, I, I'm you homies with that. y'all, but I don't know if I'm ready to make this blood pact. Right. That's how Jesus says. Sorry. He like I you it's not enough for you to just like me and like what I'm saying. He said, You're gonna have to drink me. Mm. That's what he was telling her. He said, Come on now, you you just you 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 like what I just told you. You were impressed by it. Yeah. But you didn't let what I said change you, who you are. Yes. We flirt with it. We flirt with it. That's why it's tons of people who don't live no Christ no more than than the man on the moon, but they love hearing some good word. They will retweet Sarah Jakes. They will repost Stephen Furtick. Mm-hmm. They will they will read every book T.D. Jakes write. They will read every book Devon write. They will read these books and they'll they'll quote these things and they'll listen to the breakfast club and all of the, 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 the church people that go on there and say things that sound good and are relatable to actual morality and principles. Right. But they ain't about following Christ. Right. They're not about changing who we actually are. Like, yeah. yeah. This is my 444. <laughs> episode 44. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all that this is the real truth. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about the story of OJ. I want to hear about the story of Jay Z. 
Not Jay-Z, but J.C. I want to hear I want y'all to understand it. Y'all worried about the, these people seeing y'all as still N-words, but you don't understand. You're going to die one day, and you better be praying that God don't see you as still a sinner. You're, you're not, we're not connecting to Christ's culture so we can be new. <laughs> Period, yeah. So we can have. Actually be born again. Yeah. We should be the product of a savior. You know what the product of a savior is? What? Saved. <laughs> mm-hmm. I met a savior. What did he do to you? I mean, what saviors do? Save me. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I met a healer. So what did he do? Heal me. How are you still crazy? How many crazy people you know in church? Come on, let's talk for a second. Let's. I'm gonna get a little closer to you. <laughs> too many. I mean, I mean, crazy people you know in church. Way too many. Just way bro. too many Christ- Christians. that's just cotton picking crazy. Yes. Ain't picked a day of cotton, but cotton picking crazy. Why is that? Can somebody not- tell me why? Like you said, they're not Someone being. tell me what. They're not being born again. This new creature has not yet to become. It's too about. many stillborns. Mm. You're not letting him finish the work. You're not allowing the birthing process to happen, so you can be a healthy, brand new child of Christ, mm. born again. Why are you aborting your own birth? Mm. Why you let him in? Why you let him? Conceive something in you and not let him birth it. Wow. He's a healer. Why you ain't healed? Everybody want their body to be healed. What about that mind though? You know what? There should be whole people in church. People be like, why is no more healings? Why is no more diseases being healed? Because the greatest disease is not being allowed to be healed. Sin. Mm. Sin. People cry all night to be healed in your body, but the minute God try to heal you of your sin, you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, what you doing? That's too much. You know, I actually talked to a guy before, and he was sad. He was like, you know, ever since I came to Christ, like my desire for sex has gone down. <laughs> and he thought something was wrong. And, and maybe we'll talk about this one day, but he was he was scared. He was scared. He was like, no, I really don't. I haven't even been desiring women. I'm like, sir, are you married? Are you married? You're like, no, I'm not married, but I'm saying, you know, I used to really be one, you know, and I now I don't even want. So <laughs> you think, here's the thing. This is what y'all got to understand. We got he it connects so his lust for women with his desire, his natural predisposition for women. Since he don't lust for them no more, he think he gay. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let but me, that's how me, deep we in. Ooh, we just in boy, so we deep. We're cooking now. We let in me, too let deep. me explain to you why it's interesting, even hearing all of these men apologize for all of this hashtag me too stuff. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that they don't see nothing really wrong with what they're doing. No. They don't. No. I don't really see anything wrong. Y'all see something wrong with it. So they're like, oh my goodness. I guess it's wrong. Yeah. But this is really how I am. And I don't know any other way. Or a lot of the pro- apologies are like, I'm sorry if it hurt them or yeah. if they took it that way. Because it, it's, it's like, hard. no, it's you. Because like, it's hard for them to, to kind of yeah. deal with the fact that how is this wrong when it wasn't that wrong when I did it. Right. 
which what y'all y'all not understanding is that what what Christ is trying to do is show you the, a better way. But since you never knew a better way, to leave what you knew seems like you're betraying yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what you're doing. Which is exactly what you're doing. So I was trying to explain that to this dude because he thought, you know, ever since I came to Jesus, I'm I'm gay, man. <laughs> Asexual. Something's no, something yeah, not right. Something's not right. <laughs> oh, the fact that you can actually function. He probably went function. to the doctor. Do you get what I'm saying? The fact that yeah. you can actually function in a day. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can engage with women and you're not totally overwhelmed with these urges that kind of distort your perception of that woman and your ability to even engage with her on any other level. Yeah. God healed you and you think you're sick still. That's how deep we are in it, though. Man, we, we don't, yeah. Now he won't even, he would never even know what it is to be attracted to a woman beyond your nether regions. Just like most women will never know what it's like to be intimate with a man beyond their bodies. It's true. <laughs> they think, this is what they think intimacy is the little 30-minute conversation they have post-sex. The pillow talk. Y'all laying there on a soggy bed having the, the most conversation you've had since. Did even, you really need to add that? You know, you know what? You know, this is this is this is the podcast. <laughs> y'all 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 just all just just all sullied. And you sitting there and this is the first time you ever had a conversation. You think that this is what it's all about. And really it's not. You shouldn't have to give one thing to get the other. You shouldn't. And you shouldn't think that conversation is the true intimacy. Y'all, y'all missing this. I, I can't go into it now, but I shouldn't have to either. Won't you just drink this water? And then you'll never There's thirst no again. More. And then you'll have a better understanding of all that God is saying. Even those people, you know, I, I hear so many people, you, you know, misinterpret the Bible as it relates to marriage. And they take a few scriptures and they like, you know, the head of the house is the man and this and that and other. I love that. And I want to challenge y'all. It, it, you men out there who are, are so ready to rule over your wives mm-hmm. and be the head of your house. I, I, I wonder if you actually let God rule you like you rule your wife. Yeah. I wonder if you are as obedient to God as you expect your wife to be to you. Because wow. if you're not, then you got Conversation it done. all wrong. Yeah. And I feel sorry for her that she's in a position where she got to listen to somebody who don't know, no, 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 don't know what they doing. Ain't this? I mean, this conversation ain't for too many men because it ain't too many men listening. Number one, and number two, it ain't too many men in church. And number three, the men that are in church, they plumb crazy half the time. If they ain't dealing with their own sexual identity, then they dealing with their own sexual addictions. It's true. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. You know, I'm making it seem like it's pretty bleak out here, but it is, and that's why Jesus is saying y'all need something to drink. Yeah. Because you're a little dehydrated. So it's going to come a time. (laughs) You know, where the people of God need to worship him in spirit and in truth. The truth that can't be interpreted. It's not for interpretation. This truth that can't be uh, found on a podcast. You know, all we doing is giving y'all appetizers. But that entree, that dinner. You got to dig that for yourself. Hey, you got to get that for yourself, man. 
I, I can only, I, I wish I could give you this feeling. You know what I mean? All we can do is what? Share the truth and hope people understand it. Hope people get it. Mm-hmm. But that's where we're at. We're, we're in a place where the culture has put us in a weird thing where a lot of Christians are saying they're Christians because they're interested in the prophet's words, but not in the prophet's life. We have to be interested in following the prophet's life. We have to mimic his life, not enjoy his words. And that's where this woman was. And the reason why I said we're going to start with that is because I wanted to take it over to something that we talked about in our church Bible study yesterday, which is sober living. Mm. And one of the things that... I, I was sharing it and I was teaching it, but I, I, before I dived in, I wanted to get your perspective on that. You know, because I, I, you know, I know you were sitting there and you was listening. But what do you think about the way that you know I taught sober living? <laughs> you know, and you know, at the end of the Bible study, I was as people was leaving, I was saying, "Stay sober." No, it was good because, I mean, it it perfectly describes where we're at. Like when you're um, slaves to whether it's your desires or whether it's just the world or life, how we talked about it, it does feel like you're you're under an influence that you kind of can't get out of and, yeah. and how God is calling us to be sober. He's causing us to be detached from that stuff and have the awareness of of where we're at and know that we you know need to depend on him every yeah. every step of the way. And so as we close out, one of the things that I want to share with y'all is that as this life is intoxicating. This life is overwhelming to the sense that a lot of times we are doing things totally under the influence of this world. But I'm asking you to start thinking about what we're saying. Listen to the other 43 of these episodes mm-hmm. and start thinking how you can start to detach yourself from the intoxicating elements of the world and start following what Christ is trying to show you. Yeah. That's episode 44. We love you. We out of here.